2076 podcast. Now connecting. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another 276 podcast. Uh, I am your host, and I never think what to call myself before I hit the record button. So uh, we'll just go with that. I'm Mr. I don't never think what to call myself. Uh, today, I want to talk about ambition and enjoyment. You know, the, the two sides, the light and the dark, the angels and the demons. And um, I noticed this, that, you know, when you deliberately place yourself in more of a mindful state, I have this a lot, you can, it's so easy for you to be balanced about things, to enjoy things, to understand that, you know, you shouldn't be uh, anxious or frenetic or anything like that. And, and I, I realize I have this kind of creep in my life a lot is um, I get impatient, I get frustrated. I uh, expect more out of myself and out of the situ more out of the situation around me, and when uh, sort of things are in my way, I kind of want to kick everything over because I'm in, I'm expecting myself to be at a certain point or place, and I'm not there, you know. And that's really just ambition, which isn't a bad thing. You just have to be aware of it. And I, it, it just creeps in very fast because I start projects. Uh, because I think it's something I w- would enjoy, something I would be good at or am good at or could could get good at over time. Uh, something that's probably positive in my life. And then quickly ambition creeps in and I, I uh, try to sort of extract more out of it than I can, um, you know, sort of impatiently. You know, maybe if I gave it more time to develop or evolve, um, it could eventually get there. But I get very... Uh, impatient and I, I'm just saying all this because maybe you guys have something similar to happen to you um, and then the flip side of that is is being more mindful and all that which has a lot of positive connotation to it but um, you know it's also associated with passivity and uh, sort of not getting anything done so you know I can look at my uh, some of my friends that I perceive as more like that more just enjoying their lives and not, uh, you know, trying to do anything to uh, advance their career or do any like ambitious side projects. And, uh, uh, and that's of course totally projected. I really don't know what they're up to anyway. Uh, I didn't want to get all heavy philosophical, psychological today, or maybe I did. I don't know. I just, something I think about sometimes. And, uh, you know, I think there's that that theme is in a lot of our fiction, literature, culture, you know, and it's just something to uh, be aware of. I guess I was thinking about this because I was uh, watching, uh, I I try to cook sometimes, you know, and I watch cooking videos to learn how, uh, you know, learn new recipes and stuff like that. And it's so, it's such a different mindset to be the one enjoying the food and then the one producing the food, right? Because to enjoy the food, you just, you have to have sense, you know, sensory system that's working. Your limbic system has to be online and you just have to be not so out of touch with yourself that you can't enjoy it. You know, it's, it's pretty straightforward to enjoy it, but then to make it, you kind of have to flip to the opposite mindset. You know, you have to deconstruct everything. Um, you know, you have to get in this mindset that actually 
sort of disassembles the enjoyment of it because you have to understand it. And, um, you know, it's a lot, in a lot of ways, it's like when you become a physician and you learn to sort of x-ray everybody with your eyeballs and you just see everybody as this, um, just disembodied parts, you know, like underneath the skin, you see all the, the ways the muscles and the bones lay and everything and the vessels and everything. So you're, you know, versus seeing the holistic form and, you know, there's, it's just, it's just two different sides. And, uh, yeah, I was thinking about this, that, I mean, uh, the ideal thing is to be able to switch back and forth, but, um, I think mental states are deceptively hard to hold on to or control or just be aware of sometimes. Um, anyway, uh, my T76 scenario, cause that's a gimmick that I won't let go of, um, in the foreseeable future, um, is in the year 2076, we have political parties, uh, that are roughly defined by these two themes. We've just gone full reductive philosophical spectrum in our, in our, in our two party system in the year 2076 and one side calls the other side a bunch of passive do nothings um and the other side calls the the first side uh, a bunch of toxic troublemakers for very little or no gain so that is that is the system uh so it's not that far from what we have today um, I think people don't understand to the two party system. I, I hear this a lot, this like call for a third party, you know, like if you poll most Americans, um, I don't know, whatever, say 40, 50% of Americans want a third party that there's, I, I don't understand that because if you then poll them, <laughs> what kind of third party they want immediately, they're, they're going to at minimum split into two. And then you're just going to have 25, 25, you know, you're, 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 you don't have a majority wanting a third party as they like to misconstrue it in the public. Um, you know, there's going to be say a very far left and a very far right that in that poll, they're going to look unified, but that it's not, it's not a meaningful unification. Um, you know, there's, there's a, this is probably too esoteric of a concept, but there's a, in statistics and even engineering, there's a concept called uh, principal component analysis, which is where you take a very high dimensional space and you reduce it down to a lower number of dimensions. So the really easy way to think about this is if you have, you know, like a math test with a hundred questions, you can reduce that down to a single dimension. So, you start off with a hundred dimensions because every single question represent is, is represented in its own on its own axis. And then, um, even if, if it's binary, you're just, you're a hundred or zero on every axis. Um, it's hard to imagine a hundred dimensional space, but you know, just, just think of two or three dimensions. It's the same thing. Um, but that can be collapsed into a single dimension because all you do is, you know, when you get a test score back, like a test score is a, is a single dimensional, collapse of that of that hundred item test or hundred dimension test that's all it is and in a way that's what our two-party system imposes on uh the very heterogeneous and very political sort of opinions 
of a lot of groups. And it's really not necessarily a bad thing because uh, ultimately that has to happen, you know, in these multi-parliamentary systems, obviously, and I don't want to spend too much time on this. It's just I took some comparative government in high school, and now I sound like, or I feel like an expert, rather, I should say. Um, and I'm trying to sound like one, but uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that has to happen at some point. There has to be some consensus. And uh, that just sort of gets forced at a very early stage in the uh, American system. So, you know, it's, it's more that we force the philosophical spectrum to be reduced early, but then it's the sort of geographical complexity is maintained because we have all these layers of counties, states, federal, you know, representatives, senators, uh, all that stuff, you know, that, that those layers are kept and it's really the philosophical side of it that's collapsed. I don't know. I think it's fine. I think it's interesting. I, I, I never had this big opinion like other people had about uh, a third party. I mean, whenever an independent runs, I totally uh, have a um, sort of sympathy for them or, or um, have a knee-jerk reflex to just vote for them, you know. Um, so I'm not unsympathetic to it. I, I definitely root for the underdog, but I think it's a little misleading when people do these polls that, you know, try to communicate or misrepresent that America would be down to do a third party, which as soon as you get into the details of that, you're going to realize that, you know, you're, you're talking about factions that are extremely far apart from each other. Um, and then there's some, you know, proportion of that, uh, responders that, um, are just, you know, just in general reacting against the two parties, which, you know, I'm not crazy about either of those parties. I think they both suck, but, um, there's no constructive, um, nothing being offered there. It's just, it's just destructive of those two. Like anything will be better. And I, I, I have a hard time believing that whenever somebody gets that extreme. <clears throat> so anyway, um, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if that's uh, these are political points or not because um, I am tr I did st stick some stuff on the locals, and I have no idea what the audience is there. I don't know if there's any passive discovery on there to be honest, uh, and I don't mean to cater to any audience there. These are more, uh, I guess, notes to myself <laughs> at this point. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I don't know how to, uh, extend that any further, uh, in the 276 scenario, which I usually do, uh, because that wasn't very in-depth, you know, um, there, there, I guess there would be an increasing polarization because that's what's happened in the last, say, 10 years politically in this country, so, Let's just say that continues to get worse and worse. And uh, and at, by the year 2076, since you everyone has their own their um, own unique form of cryptocurrency, the alignment of your cryptocurrency is tracked, just like in a video game, you know, whether you're uh, 
you know, say a uh, like a paladin or a rogue or a you know you know sort of light side dark side kind of thing. Uh, so that's tracked, and uh, your cryptocurrency um, has worse trade in value at certain vendors that are aligned with, with a certain political the landscape and you know eventually if you uh go far enough or you go to certain vendors it's not there's no trade in at all so that continues to polarize and be exercised as updated trade in value in the digital currencies so um you know you have to sort of strategically place yourself you know it, it might be good in certain areas just to be um extreme polarizing which will be a lot of areas just so that you can uh, deal with the vendors and get your goods and services. And then some of them you're, you're trying to like, um, depending on where you live or what you do, you might be trying to tread in the middle. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's the waking hellscape of 2076 is cryptocurrencies with live updating trade in values based on your political, n- not even affiliation, just scores that are updated, uh, you know, sort of on a, on a continuum. Uh, from far, say, ambitious to far passive or, you know, far toxic to far balanced man, which um, positive or negative connotations you used of those political affiliations. I don't know if that makes any sense to anybody, but it makes sense to me in my head. So, Um, so yeah, that's that's what's going on in the uh, future. So, you know, you might order in that... uh, DoorDash burrito, but DoorDash might be uh, affiliated a certain way, and then you have to go with the other one if that if they're even in the area. Um, you know the internet's pretty fractured at that point. Uh, you know the there's there's enough hubs you know where people are forced to be balanced in the middle, and they actually end up getting a lot of the uh, sort of connector traffic in terms of online services and some like physical good services like uh uh, what do you call it um like the shipping centers amazon you know purchases their own uh not only their own warehouses but their own shipping centers so that happens and then more polarization happens where people refuse to even deal with them and so that's it's just it's just that escalating more and more and more into the future uh but everything's kept track digitally so so, uh, you know, don't worry. <laughs> you don't have to keep track of it. You'll just suddenly not be able to uh, purchase certain things or sell certain things to certain people, and that'll be the end of it. Um, but they will continue to argue, well, some people will argue that this is a good thing because as the political culture continues to divide up, the world continues to unify. So these political camps sort of spread throughout the world, you know, kind of regardless of geography. So there is this weird unifying thing. You know, it's kind of like in the in the 20th century, we had the Cold War, which was communism versus Western capitalism in a way. And they were very geographically uh, clustered. But in the future... By the year twenty seventy six, by the twenty first century, it's going to be the uh, it's going to be flipped where the geography 
the geography clustering is not is going to be gone. They're going to be scattering throughout the world of each of these camps, and uh, that will be the uh, that will be the twenty um, first century. Um, we won't even call it a Cold War. We have to come up with a new term. Some sort of uh, I don't want to say ideological war because people have already used that to death. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just a, it's like a religious war. Um, no, it's, it's, it's not an ideological war. It's not a religious war. It's like a philosophical war. It's a, it's, it's really just a philosophical war. And, um, and it, it's fought on the battlefield of cryptocurrencies and personal, uh, personal uh, sort of PR attacks, which if you uh, recall are directly linked to your cryptocurrency value. And I, I guess this, uh, this theme comes up some t- a lot for me because um, there's a lot of project I've tried and basically failed at. Um, you know, I've tried to uh, actually try to do a technology play. Um, I want some you know, some funding and stuff like that. Very small amount, enough to, uh, you know, buy materials and things like that. I certainly not enough to, you know, hire anybody for, or, or a couple of people for a year or something, uh, which is what I would probably need. I would, you know, need to hire a pretty good sized team to pursue this technology. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it there was basically, a, I was basically trying to build this, um, I guess you call it a mind technology, brain technology. And I've probably talked about it before in the podcast and sort of non-invasively capture signal. I, the, I'll try to give you the 10 second version of it. I mean, basically if you've, you know, noticed we're not really wearing, um, you know, EEG sensors or anything on our heads, there's all the consumer grade versions out there are pretty, pretty garbage, uh, which is why they're not used for anything. So I was trying to improve that, uh, everything from the uh, sensor side to the hardware side to the signal processing side, doesn't really matter. Um, and, uh, I made a bunch of improvements. I increased in my estimation, the signal to noise ratio by a factor of 10, but it really needs, uh, about a factor of 50 for it to be, um, close to useful. And, uh, not only did I kind of hit a wall and all the engineering stuff, it just was hard to, um, do all those things by myself. Um, you know, I had to do all the administration, all the budgeting, uh, you know, all the data collection, uh, all the data science, the signal processing side, the hardware side, all of it. So, um, yeah, I was kind of hitting my head against that for a while and I kind of gave up eventually. There's some more funding I could uh, win, but I, I don't, I'm not going to go after it because it, it still isn't really enough money to be, to do anything other than give myself a check, which uh, it's going to sound um, unnecessarily virtuous, which I don't mean it to sound, but I, I just don't want to do, you know, I, I only want to. I'm, I'm looking at it more selfishly than that. I don't want to put a, you know, another year or two of my life into this if, if it can't actually get off the ground, which I, I, um, skeptical that it can't. So, 
Yeah, probably the best thing to do, honestly, is just to um, try to make public whatever I have figured out and just leave it and drop it um, and try to work on other things. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. This feels like going to be a short one today. Uh, listeners, ladies and gentlemen, whoever is out there, Mostly myself, re-listening to it, um, probably like a week from now when I'm bored. Um, all right, so I guess I'll just jump right back into 276, the year 2076. So the, uh, the, I don't know if they call them parties, cults, but the aligned, the ambition aligned and the mindful aligned are, uh, are, uh, and of course, there's a lot of hypocrisy because in order for the mindfully aligned to get anything done, they need a bunch of ambitious people in their ranks and vice versa, you know, in order for the uh, ambitious people to come off well in this like PR way to most normal people, they need, you know, a lot of messaging that um, steals from the other side. But um, I'm just going to kind of flesh out the uh, aesthetics of the whole thing. Um, so I imagine, you know, to some extent, this revival of this angel and demon mythology, um, you know, in, in the imagery and everything like that. And the, of this, of this global party war, but and what I mean is like a political philosophical party there. Um, let's say a new type of, philo-political parties, you know, sort of philosophy and politics. Um, but there's an evolution of the imagery because it's into the future. So basically, one side sort of co-ops more aliens and the other side co-ops more advanced robots. And um, so there's this really cool-looking, like, mechano, uh mechanical slash demon fused imagery on one side and these alien kind of angel looking things on the other side. Um, this is all just for, um, marketing and PR and it sort of seeps into the culture and narratives and, uh, you know, false, um, predictions or even false observations, uh, kind of like what's already happening. Um, we're probably insanely, um, alone out here and our technology is not going to get cool in the ways we think it's going to get cool. It's going to get cool in certain random ways we're not paying attention to, but not in these ways that we're, we're, we keep, um, talking about or drawing a lot of attention to like, uh, people love to, you know, whatever you're, you're familiar with all the science fiction tropes that keep getting, uh, paraded around in the, uh, popular culture these days. So yeah, so they're, they're, uh, that, so the, uh, imagery is kind of cool, but you know, you definitely don't want to be wearing, uh, uh, sort of, uh, robot colors when you're in the uh, alien hood and vice versa. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a real spectral kind of, uh, split that has, um, Real, real ramifications on your uh, purchasing and uh, money-making ability. 
uh, through this sort of digital ecosystem, uh, which sort of transcends, like I said, all the geography. So I don't know. That's kind of what happens. Just a increasing um, uh, polarization in terms of the imagery and stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I'm looking forward to seeing whatever four-hour Zack Snyder disaster that is the remastered, uh, was it Justice League? Is that what it's called? Yeah, Justice League. Um, I guess they're they're releasing a remastered version of uh, Batman vs Superman. I can't imagine what if there's going to be anything different. They might just be a higher resolution, and then they're actually re- releasing like a different version of Justice League. And uh, um, I think a little later in March or something. So that's coming out soon. Um, yeah, and then uh, probably we're going to upgrade to. Uh, triple masking and hoods at the same time we're going to upgrade to a new vaccine which at the same time we're going to upgrade to um, I don't know opening everything up and coughing each other's faces I, I don't know I have no idea I really don't have I'm so tired about the, the whole virus thing um, I think I've addressed in other podcasts uh, I know I'm the one who brought it up because I'm the only one here um, <laughs> anyway I probably need to get some sleep. I'm just uh, tired. I got good sleep last night. I'm just still worn out for some reason. Maybe I'm emotionally worn out, if that's a thing. Somebody suggests that to me. Seems wise, even though I, I don't really know what that means. But um, my robot brain can't process it. But don't worry, my uh, heart is alien, so it's uh, or maybe it's the other way around. Anyway, I'm going to end this one early. Uh, thanks again if you uh, listen to this. I don't know why you would. Um, again, just go to, uh, you can go to anchor.fm to listen to these directly. You can go to Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. I don't know. There's, they're all over. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash 2076 podcast. You can go to, I guess, locals.com. I'm trying that out for a while. Uh, until they kick me off, we'll see how long that lasts. Um Whatever, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, and you can tweet me. I, I guess I should be giving you a way to communicate with me because that's really all I care about. I don't really, I don't really care about the rest of it, you know. Um, if I see a little uptick in my analytics because you listened, you know, I tell, I'll tell you that that does something for me, just that alone. So I appreciate it. But if you uh, ever, I don't know want to flame or troll me or just uh, send me a, a single emoticon. Uh, I really need to figure out a way to do that. I used to give out an email address, but I don't want to check that email address anymore. So uh, go to my Twitter at um, Ramotude, R-A-M-O-T-U-D-E, Ramotude. Um, yeah, I'll probably change that next episode. So good luck with that. Um, thanks and have a good one. Later, everybody. Batman to all points. I could use some air support, since I can't fly at all. Now would be good.